We're looking at this lovely passage in Romans 8 where Paul speaks about the whole creation, the whole of humanity, earnestly expecting its deliverance, waiting uh, and in childbirth, as it says, uh, waiting for this new birth of the new world where the whole creation will be delivered. For the whole creation, he says, groans and labors with birth pangs until now. And then he comes up with a very, very beautiful reference to the ones who specifically believe in this creation at this very moment and what they are going through. And when you hear about it, you'll realize it's what you're going through, too. Colin Cook here, and how it happens. Thanks for joining me today. You're listening to the good news of the gospel described in the book of Romans by Paul. We go through this book every year to you, to a year and a half or so, and I invite you to go through it with me, because if you do, you will train your faith. This book, in my opinion more than any other, describes how God's grace and salvation work, and how our faith works so that we learn how to believe. You can join me every Monday through Friday at 10 o'clock in the evening, repeated at 4 in the morning on KLTT AM 670 in the Denver and Colorado and surrounding states areas, or you can also hear it online at any time of the day or night. Simply go to soundcloud.com slash faithquest or go to faithquest at podbean.com. All right, so this verse we are looking at now, it says this, but not only we, rather, I'm sorry, but not only that, but we also who have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves, grown within ourselves, eagerly waiting for the adoption, the redemption of our body. Now, this is talking about us, dear Christians. Dear Christians, do you groan within? You may say, I don't know what that's all about. Well, look, think of the pain and emotional struggle that you and I go through on a daily basis, whether it's frustration with our families or our finances or our friends or our health, whatever it may be. That may be a secondary uh, emotion in reaction to a secondary cause, but the primary one is that we are groaning within, waiting for our deliverance, waiting for our arrival. Let's read it again. Not only that, but we also, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves, eagerly waiting for the adoption the redemption of our body. So you and I are waiting to be adopted, and that waiting is a painful experience. It creates groaning within us. We are expecting our full revelation of God's grace within us, of all the work of the Holy Spirit doing His work in us. We're waiting for the arrival of the kingdom of God, the new earth. And we don't realize that so often when we try endlessly to put on a fake joy. There's a, there's a real joy, granted, but a fake joy, a happiness, a fake ha happiness that many Christians try to convey 
in order to let the world know we're happy, joyful people. Well, look, we are not always happy, joyful people, but we're not miserable for the world's reasons for being miserable, and we're not really miserable. We are simply heavily burdened by this human nature of ours, which we know is under the kingdom of sin and death, the kingdom of Adam, and we are waiting for that full new nature. We have by faith that nature now in Jesus Christ. We live by faith in his resurrection. But we know that the full reality has not taken over yet. When this mortal shall put on immortality, and this corruptible shall put on incorruption. Now notice who it is, these people who are groaning, these Christians who are groaning, not faithless Christians, not Christians who have uh, lost their vision, but those who are filled, that is, those who have the first fruits of the Spirit. How incredible! You see, so many times Christians feel that they should not have this heavy groaning within. They should be entirely happy and joyful at all times, for they have the, the first fruits of the Spirit. But here we are told that people who have the first fruits of the Spirit are nevertheless groaning because they have not yet arrived home. They haven't yet arrived into the kingdom of their Father. By faith they live there. That's what this chapter is all about. By faith, we are living freed from the judgment of death and the power of death. We are living by faith in the resurrection of Jesus. But it is not by sight yet. It is not by full experience. So we shouldn't be afraid that we feel down sometimes, or depressed, or anxious, or worried, or caring about all the things that are going on in the world. It's important, then, to be able to be honest with God and say, Father, my heart is heavy. Father, I feel distressed today. I feel anxious. I feel worried. I feel so down. I feel depressed. And whatever it may be you feel, to express that to God and then to say, and I acknowledge, dear Father, that these feelings that I have are really longings for my arrival at your home, for the full... Um, full content of your kingdom to arrive on this earth so that I may be home with you forever. I acknowledge, dear Father, that what I am longing for is to experience the full, the fullness of my adoption. That's what it says, you see, in verse 23, eagerly waiting for the adoption, the redemption of our body. We have the redemption of our soul. We know that we are saved in God's kingdom, but we're waiting for that, even that restoration of our body so that there is eternal life and a vibrance in our natural humanity. And so Paul says then in verse 24, for we were saved in this hope, but hope that is seen is not hope, for why does one still hope? for what he sees. So we are saved in hope. But remember what hope means in the New Testament. I've pointed this out many times before. The hope that Paul is not is talking about is not a sort of wistful, wishful thinking that I hope it happens, but I'm not sure it will. 
Say you want to make a friend a, a date with your friend whom you haven't seen for several years and he's coming to town and you're going to have lunch and uh, but you hope he'll turn up or you hope he'll remember. But this hope that Paul is talking about is something very, very different. This is a certain expectation. We are sure of this expect of this hope. It is a certain expectation because it is based upon the resurrection of Jesus Christ, which came about on our behalf. We have a certain hope because Christ rose from the dead and introduced the new humanity that had not the sniff of death or sin upon it. So, when we believe, don't be grumbling and complaining that it's not enough— well, yes, sometimes we have to grumble and complain. It doesn't seem enough, does it, our faith? But then go before God and assure him that our faith, Father, is a certain and absolute hope that you will fulfill your vows to us. Because this hope, you see, that we have is based upon a faith that has substance to it. Remember uh, remember Hebrews chapter 11? Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the substance of what we hope for. So, this hope, this faith that we have isn't a sort of airy-fairy, uh, flimsy thing. It has grounding. It has a grounding in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It is based upon the historical certainty of his coming back to having come back to life again, of him having broken the power of death. So the faith that we have is rooted and grounded in Christ, and therefore it has substance. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Now, it's not enough just to preach that, but to practice it, you see. When things go wrong in my life or when my spirit is down, when I'm frustrated, when people have come against me in an unjust way, what do I do? I speak to my Father in heaven. Father, I know that you have taken my judgment upon yourself and relieved me of all guilt and shame, and I live by faith in Christ my righteousness. That is my substance, dear Lord. And therefore, these accusations against me, or this cruelty or unkindness or injustice, is flimsy by comparison. My faith has substance, and you, dear God, are my substance. Do you see, then, how we speak into our heart, and how we do not allow the things that are surrounding us to break us down? So Paul says, so why does, one, uh, why does one hope, still hope for what he sees? We know we do not see, but we do see in a certain way, we see by faith. And this is what Paul meant in 1 Corinthians, rather 2 Corinthians, when he says in 2 Corinthians 4, verse 17 and verse 18, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen 
are eternal. And so whatever we hold in our hands or whatever is important to us, we have to remind ourselves that these things are only temporary, that there is something that I see then that you see by faith that is permanent, that is eternal. And the pain and the affliction that we go through right now is but for a moment. And what it is doing, it is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory, which is why Paul says at the beginning of this section in Romans 8, the sufferings of this world cannot be compared with the glory that is to come. All of this, then, is contained in this one chapter that is talking about the resurrected life. You've wondered what it is? You've wondered what it is to live in the resurrection of Christ? Go verse by verse through this chapter, chapter 8 of Romans, and you will be able to focus your faith, to sort of take it apart in pieces, to know what, how to believe and how to express that belief to your Father, and you will know what it is then to live by faith in the resurrection of Jesus. Thank you for listening today. It's been a pleasure to be with you. If you would like to make end-of-year donations, please do so before the end of the month. These are tax-deductible donations for this year, 2022. If you wish a uh, receipt for your donations, please email me at faithquest at fastmail.net. That's faithquest at fastmail.net. Your donations can be ta made at uh, sent to P.O. Box 366. That's FaithQuest, P.O. Box 366, Littleton, Colorado, 80160. Or you can make your donations online at FaithQuestRadio.com. That's FaithQuestRadio.com. Thank you for all your recent donations that helped to uh, manage the bill for this coming month. And uh, thank you also for your little notes when you send them always encouraging to me. Remember, this broadcast is now in its 25th year. Thanks be to God. So I'll see you next time then. Cheerio and God bless.